Hey guys, uh, welcome to this episode of the AI Sales Revolution podcast. I'm super pumped um, for everyone to hear me talking to uh, Priyanka Sunda. Um, Priyanka is one of the co-founders of a company called 4PM. Um, 4PM is super cool. It's like a meeting recording tool that it then uses AI to then automatically update your CRM, which is for all salespeople and even business owners out there, a massive game changer. I remember I spent so much time at Zoom uh, wasting time in the CRM when all this can essentially be automated. Um, and Priyanka has a really, really cool story. She actually used to be um, a world rank um, tennis player as well before. Unfortunately, got in, she got injured and she's worked at a few startups um, and as the you know, founding salesperson. And she kind of, 4pm was born out of necessity. And I really, really enjoyed the conversation with her. Um, yeah, and I, I know you definitely will too. Hey guys, um, thanks so much for joining in on the AI Sales Revolution podcast. Priyanka, thanks so much for having um, for jumping on. Super pumped for the conversation today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Excited yeah, it's been, to be it's, here. Yeah, definitely. We, we've gone back and forth a little bit. We've we finally made it, which I'm super excited. Um, just I'm just all jacked up on coffee right now, so we're right ready to go at the right time. So. Oh, amazing! Amazing. <laughs> Cool. Um, do you want to just um, run through before we get started and just jump into all the AI and fun stuff? Um, so 4pm, um, you guys, I think you mentioned you launched earlier this year for the early access and been working with clients, but um, did you just want to run through 4pm and just a bit about yourself and history as a seller that we were kind of talking about before? Yeah, yeah, sure. So my background is in a previous life, I actually was a world ranked tennis player. I played oh, wow. full time. Um, and so I wanted to be a professional. I then got an injury and I had to pivot in my career and what I wanted to do. So I went to NYU, dropped out after a semester mm. to go to coding boot camp because I just didn't believe for my journey that college was worth the cost. I really wanted mm. to be an entrepreneur. I was it's very really expensive. It's a very expensive. I was also just, you know, I was inspired because I watched this entrepreneurship challenge and I saw this entrepreneur pitching, you know, this company and I, I just, <laughs> it, it inspired me to go out and do yeah. it. And I, yeah. I really just wanted to, to go start something and then went to coding bootcamp. The coding bootcamp happened to be a startup in and of itself. The founders mm. were just trying to get this, this bootcamp up. They were, yeah. you know, really, really great founders actually. One of them yeah. ended up exiting a company for, for quite a bit of money just wow. recently. But I, they invited a bunch of founders, invited a bunch of investors in weekly to this coding bootcamp. And I just remember feeling really nervous when I was pitching what I, I coded <laughs> and what I built. And I talked to, you know, some, some other founders and they said, well, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you've got to be able to sell what you build too. That's yeah. you know, it's just equally as important. <laughs> so I decided to get into sales after that. And yeah. I was able to connect with the founder who at the time they were, I think, bootstrapped, angel funded, um, yeah. just starting out with the the founding team. It was like five to seven people. And yeah. then uh, started just like fielding leads, uh, generating leads for the company, um, working under the founder, worked my way up to AE, and then went to another company um, as was a first sales hire again. So with COVID and the pandemic, I just had that itch to start something and yeah. yeah. The, the rest is history, I guess. Now, you know, we're working on 4pm. Yeah, that, that's so awesome as well, because you've come from the more technical background of the kind of coding bootcamp. Obviously, yeah, I didn't even know about the tennis thing. That's you must have some insane discipline to be able to do that. That's awesome. Um, and coming from the technical background, but then pivoting into the sales one, realizing that, I, you, yeah, you need to sell. 
at the same time. But that's a that's a really really cool skill set to have. Um, and four PM as well. Um, did you want to run through um, just a little about what four PM does? Obviously, the name is super cool as well, and how you came up with it. Like, what was the birth of the company, and, and what are the biggest problems that you're trying to solve with it? Yeah. So I, as a first sales hire, you're always thinking about how to be most efficient, how to set up processes for people to be yep. able to come in and just sell their best. And I always felt like the CRM was working against me versus working <laughs> with me and with the goals that I had. And so I was, you know, just always, I wasn't great at it. When I was mm. great at it, I felt like I was falling a little behind. And so I, yeah, that was just like where I think the birth of just the problem came from. I just yeah. really resonated with this idea that, you know, there was a better way for sellers to operate and the CRM could maybe just be on autopilot. Like what if that world existed? Yeah. And so um, when we set out to start 4PM, it's it's me and my two co-founders, you know, Edwin yep. and Dak. Dak was actually a previous seller. Edwin mm. built up an AI product that, you know, had 3000 users on it, wow. was recognized on Product Hunt. And so we just came together as a team and we were like, hey, you know, how can we really solve a problem for sales reps? And we know, you know, firsthand what that experience looks like. The CRM just kept coming up, you know, as we had more and more conversations with account executives, you know, yeah. everyone kept saying, I hate Salesforce, I hate Salesforce, <laughs> it just sucks up my time. Um, and so we just kind of ran into that problem. And that's really where 4PM came in. We're an AI-powered revenue workspace. So yeah. we basically allow sales leaders, high-performing sales teams to pull whatever information they want out of conversations, out of what their prospects are saying on sales calls, and map them back to data fields and Salesforce or HubSpot. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it, uh, I definitely resonate with that being a seller as well and like spending my, you know, the few years I spent at Zoom there's just in the sales world, like everyone knows who's in sales is like, there's just this hate for CRMs, like, because your managers and top line management want you to input the data, because, you know, then they can actually see insights. But at the same time, a lot of the time as your company gets bigger and goes on and on, they just start over engineering it. And they don't really think about how many fields there are. And then all of a sudden, at zoom, there was like 30 fields you got to fill out. And everyone's like, I'm not doing this because it's not a, a value add back in your time. Because, you know, if you're a salesperson, your ideal scenario is I'm either going to be on the phone or on meetings with people eight hours a day and just selling. That's it. And all of the admin is just taken care of. And I really like how you've kind of, you've gone through 4pm and you're working with people right now, which is just, it's just awesome. Like, and be able to do that because it's just such a waste of time. It <laughs> is. Know? It's such a waste of time. It's an added task. It's a necessary evil, right? To your yeah. point. I mean... You know, if you're a sales leader, you need some visibility over what's yeah. going on and some way to report on, you know, these sales conversations so you could forecast accurately. But at the same time, to your point, it is just so time consuming. It bogs mm. you down. There's a stat that, you know, up to one working day per week is actually spent on just CRM related yeah. management, administrative tasks. So obviously that's more or less for some people, but that was really where we came up with the name. It's just we help sales teams, you know, save at least an hour a day or get their nine to five done by 4 p.m. Yeah, exactly. And I really love the name as well. It's it's such a big, if you can just automate that process well, because the other thing that a lot of people don't think about is like, you know, half of the people do it right, half the people do it wrong. So it's not even accurate anyway. So like, 
it's like you're working off this like non-accurate document. It's this constant just like fighting between the manager and the sales reps to like update the CRM. But inevitably, it's like the only way to get it right is like either automate it or just make it so, so simple that like anyone will just do it. Like, and it just makes it, and I think I'm very optimistic over the next period of time and you're seeing it creating this product. Like it just will be automated. Like everything will be streamlined and automated like you guys have kind of done in that process. And then you get back to doing what, yeah, salespeople love, and that's talking to people and solving their problems. A hundred percent. I definitely have that belief. I don't think that sales reps are going to be automated out. I just think yeah. that they're going to perform at, you know, maybe five, ten x the the capacity that they're exactly. able to perform today when you open yeah. up, you know, their their time. And so I totally agree with that. Yeah, if because you, you you would have seen it as well working in other companies like the the lost time or wasted resources, you know, the frustrations between, you know, the laborious tasks that people do without the automation and stuff like that. And just humans being humans, like we're just going to follow the system and the process that works. And if it's too clunky, we just won't do it. We'll just put it on the bottom of our to-do list. Like we, we talked before, you're very into productivity. You're probably into breaking down the tasks so much that it's like so easy to do that you'll just do it because everyone knows, you know, You've got all those tasks during the day. <clears throat> Sorry. You've got all those tasks during the day. The hardest one goes to the bottom. <laughs> this goes to the bottom straight away. Like, and if you can, you know, make it so easy that it goes to the top. So like, like you, which we'll talk about 4 PM, you know, instead of going and updating, you know, exact notes and serum after you just map it through, which, which I've seen the visuals that you have. It's just a quick mapping exercise. People would just do it. It's gamified. It's fun. It's easy. You know, it just makes it a lot simpler. Yeah, and we've even seen that from our customers where they tell us, oh, well, now updating the CRM is actually something that I want to do because it's yeah. something that feeds me insights versus me having to either go rewatch the call and then put all this information into Salesforce mm -hmm. or to your point, just procrastinate till Friday or the end of the month and then have, you know, all these backdated opportunities that you have yeah. to, you know, fill out all these fields for. So to yeah. 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 And the other thing is like time kills all deals in like every sense, right? Like, so you want to get back to people quickly because the, they don't know the, I, t I talked to our clients about this, like the ex client experiences, everything from the first time they put the interaction to speak with you throughout the journey. Like the way you are portraying to them as a salesperson, that's the only thing they know about the company. They don't know how hard the engineers are working on the product. They just have no idea. So, you know, when you're spending so much time delaying, getting back to people and all this kind of stuff, that is a perception on you as a company. And then they're going to judge if they buy your product or service. This is what the experience is going to be like later on, even though it's not really true, but that's just how we kind of act. Oh, for sure. For sure. There's there. I think there's some stats around just how buyers mimic your you know, response timing. And, and I've seen that in my yeah. own experience, right? Yeah. Where you respond to somebody like right away, right after the email, and you see that response back, they're excited, you know, and you maybe delay it to the next day. And then yeah. they're also delaying that follow up to you. So yeah, I think it's, it's, one of those things where sales reps have to juggle so many different things. It's, and mm. we're only human, right? We really are. If you're, yeah. you're having, having to do so many different tasks and so many different tools that can get challenging. It can get mm. overwhelming along with the emotions that just are being a seller. And yeah. so I think AI just has that ability to change the way we really work and operate as salespeople and really just yeah. control more of those follow-up tasks, those administrative tasks, those even those preparation tasks before we get mm. on meetings.
Yeah, definitely. And I feel like it's just that Naval Ravikant talks about like the ultimate forms of leverage. And I feel like AI is just the ultimate form of leverage. Like really when it's embedded in software, it's just like, you know, you do a little bit and you get a massive outcome if it's set up correctly, um, which is just like, let's say take a tool like Humantic, right? It can personality profile someone before you even meet them so you can prepare how to actually discuss with them. Like it's that's just some crazy leverage insight that you can be able to get. Um, but let's, um, if it's okay, do you mind running through the product 4PM itself? And if yep. you can give us some stories and some, how it kind of actually works so people will be able to visualize it as well. Yeah, so essentially how it works is 4PM AI will join at, in your Zoom meetings, yep. in your Google Meets, and your team meets yep. as a bot. And yep. after that call is finished, we are just a web app. So you immediately go to our website and you'll see um, this meeting just turn purple. And that purple mm. means that we you click on it and then you'll see the notes from the call. Yep. You can review that, click it, um, and push it into Salesforce or HubSpot. Then you can yep. review all of your fields. So those deal yeah. fields or those opportunity fields that you have, and you can see the data that we've mapped from the conversation in a little review interface. You can you know then push it into Salesforce in one click. Yeah, wow. Yeah, because I, I, I watch. I was watching your video prior to this, and the UI is just so nice and simple. <laughs> it's just so simple, and that's what you want—just nice and simple. Because as we chatted before, people don't want these crazy, complex new things like to revolutionize their company. It's just like, how do we get the notes directly in the CRM itself? And I think we talked about there could be so many other use cases for this as well. You know, sales sales is is one use case. Um, I'm curious to know. Um, like I can see here, obviously you've got, you know, compelling event, champion, um, decision criteria. So like we've got medic and med pick. Um, how, how do you go about, you mentioned before, being able to customize prompts and stuff like that. Um, what are some like, kind of interesting prompts that people are interesting fields that they wanted to fill out? And what, what do you think is kind of a bit important for people? But they may not even realize it as well. Yeah, I would say, and obviously, you know, different people have different sales methodologies, but you know, you can even ask a question like, well, who's answering more of my questions? Who's talking more on this call? Yeah. It could be a call of three or four people. And now you're getting insights into, oh, well, this person was way more engaged on this conversation. And yeah. so that's like an interesting field. I think just pain gain um, yeah. is really interesting because you can really dive deep into, well, what the what is the prospect saying related yeah. to like challenge, whatever tool, obviously you're selling, it's going to be a little bit different, but you can really dive deep into your, from your prospects words, what the actual pain and gain is versus yeah. what I think a lot of the times as sellers do is we just wrap it up into our general messaging that, you know, you mm. have or the marketing messaging you have. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You want to, you want to speak the language of the buyer as well. Um, yeah. You know, like we, we, our company is like, yeah, we're a consulting company. So we'll meet with them and understand the problem. Okay, cool. I'm just going to repeat back. This is exactly, this is your problems. This is what you're trying to solve. This is the reason why these are immediate solves, but being able to do that in an automated process. So, you know, when you can come back to them in the next meeting, hey, look, just agenda today, let's just recap the prior meeting. Open up Salesforce, cool. These were your pains that you mentioned. Did we miss anything? This is what you're trying to solve. But having that automated because as a salesperson or a business owner, right, you're going out in and out your day, you're just like doing different things like, you know, let's say you forget to put the notes in here because you got something on after and then you forget. And then it's like two days later and you're like, oh, I don't remember the conversation. 
Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, and I've been on the other side too as a buyer, you yeah. know, and you'll talk to somebody maybe the last week or so and the same things are coming up because things have just slipped through the cracks and you know, yeah. things are getting forgotten and it happens because we're human, right? And th but that's where I think AI just has that ability to make us a little bit better and, and to, yeah. to make that easier, you know, than us actually having to go in and do what some people do today, but is really time consuming of like rewatching these calls and really getting deep into to what those the prospects said. Yeah, gosh, I've spent some time rewatching calls. I'll never do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, especially a full call. It's just, yeah, it's better to just proactively, you know, engage and, and take your own notes at the same time if need be, but using a software tool like this to just push it directly across. So you know exactly what's going on. Cause yeah, you can spend, obviously there's the training element of it, definitely. Um, but you know, rewatching your own calls, is just a labor, such a labor intensive thing. Oh yeah. And we talked to a lot of sales leaders that, you know, they have that calendar block, you know, oh, watch, watch gong recordings or watch call recordings, you know, and it's hard to do because I mean, it, you're watching three calls and that's one and a half hours at minimum. So it is really time consuming. So this, you could kind of see this too, I guess, as a filter to, you know, your, your call and a way yeah. to kind of like pull out those key, those key insights and, you know, mm. the key top tracks from your prospect. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious to know as well, 4 PM. So where are you guys kind of at in the stage of the process and what are you looking to build into and say the next three, six and 12 months? Cause AI is moving so fast and I'm assuming you probably know many, many more tools as well that you can kind of plug in and models and stuff like that, that you can leverage to, so what, leverage to increase, you make the product better. Where, where do you kind of see it moving in, in that period of time? Yeah. So we see a world where the CRM is on autopilot. I think, mm. so that's a big thing, you know, just expanding outside of just you know, your opportunity field or your deal fields just to, you know, any and every aspect of your CRM and making that automated, making the maintenance really easy. But I think the, the big thing is we have a task list interface. I know you saw our, our video. Yeah. And so, you know, we just want to create a really easy task list that sales yeah. reps can go through that's powered by AI and powered by mm. integrations to their existing tools to help them, for example, with preparing for meetings with following up after meetings and just have this kind of AI assistant that is just giving you AI in the best possible ways to, to operate in your day to day. Gotcha. And when you mean like a task list, do you mean that when they get off the call, okay, here's mapping to the CRM. Cool. Now write the email follow-up. Here's, here's a pre-done email follow-up with these this, you know, essentially template, edit this. Now that you've done the email flop, do this thing. So it's like using automation and building it in so that they'll just get the actions done. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And right now our task list already integrates with your calendar. So you can, you know, your meetings already populate on the, the task yep. list. And so just kind of beefing that task list up with more, you know, things that you would typically do today, but just mm. that you can do in one place. What's some examples of some other task list things? Just yeah, just to get very specific. So yeah, so a big one that I'm I'm really excited about is just being able to prepare for meetings. Yep. I think that that's huge. You know, yeah. I've seen it happen so many times where you're just coming off back to back meetings. You yeah. can't go through detailed notes. You can't yes. rewatch that call. So you just kind of have to be you know on the go, right? Hoping yeah. that you remember all the information that you need, but. 
you know, just having a task that pulls in all of the key information that you need to prepare you for every single meeting you have to do is, you know, something that can just help you operate better, help you increase close rates. And so that's kind of where we're focused is just how can we give you a workflow where you don't need to be context switching through all these different tools. You can kind of have this one place where you can organize everything you have to do in the day, but it is powered by AI and integrations to your stack. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, because you mentioned before we started recording that you're very into the sales productivity and day to day habits. Obviously, because you were one of the first A's in another company, so you got to do a lot of stuff. You probably had to take a lot of calls, so you probably had to do it by necessity as well. I'm curious to know because of like you're, you know, you're probably a bit of an expert in that field as well, having done it. Um, what are you leveraging right now, kind of just in productivity and AI tools, maybe not in 4PM, but other ones as well? Um, and kind of where do you see the future of that going in the productivity space? Yeah, that's a that's a really great question. So in terms of tools that I use, I mean, I am biased to ours. I do. I, yeah. use, ours for, <laughs> I use ours for time blocking, for sure. Yeah. That's, and, and I do, you know, I think it's tough with sales because... Yeah. There's all these different productivity tools. Like there's Orom oh. is a great power dialer, right? Yeah. Think, um, you know, anything on the prospecting side, I think that can yeah. help you just be 10 I, We use Salesfinity. Um, yeah, it's, I used that first time and I was like, cool, not going back to a normal dialer. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. And and that can make you, you know, more yeah. cuz like you want to be as efficient as possible, right? When you're mm. prospecting, that's just so important yeah. I think to have a cadence. Like they say with athletes, you know, I used to play tennis and I'll I'll give the example of Nadal. If you watch Nadal play a tennis match, every time he serves, he does the same things. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of weird he has like this weird wedgie that he like pulls and he bounces the ball like three to five times and you know it's just the same routine all the time so i'm really big on routines and i think that Mm. you know the tools that can just help you build a really great routine and not make you feel overwhelmed or bogged down with too much stuff is is i think really critical to being successful in this world where i think it's really easy to get bogged down by a lot of tools it's like the never-ending like tool fight it's like there's certain classification classifications of tools right like let's say you're in sales or you're you should just you should be recording your meeting and you should be there are the tools like like what you guys have mapping it directly into your CRM or just having the notes afterwards as well you know they're just there's they're the lowest you know hanging fruit tools and stuff like that but you can get like I've seen a lot of the tools you can get bogged down and thinking this tool is going to solve all your problems but then you get right down into it and you're like I just need tools that fix the fundamental problems. <laughs> yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, I think it's just, what am I doing today already is yeah. so important in that question. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of the times, you know, especially a few years ago, it, it really was, Oh wow. This tool could be really cool. Yeah. If I did, if I did X, Y, and Z versus I'm already doing this. How can I make this, you know, 10 X more efficient? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the, we do a lot of consulting, um, marketing and sales consulting and every single, we only work with business owners in mostly service-based businesses. Every single owner is like, cool, I need to go do digital ads to build my business or SEO. And I'm like, so you built your business from on the past five years on referrals and you've never called one of your current customers and asked them to refer you to another customer, even though they're super happy. And they're like, yeah, but I need this new thing. I'm like, you just need to look at what's worked in the past and then just how to leverage that 
moving forward as well. And I think a lot of people see, they see the new, there's the shiny object syndrome, but realistically it's just, okay, which AI tools are gonna complement, like 4PM, what you guys created is a perfect example, right? We spend a lot of time taking notes. I forget about it. It could be making us lose different deals. Okay, this is a way that can speed up and automate our note taking process over time that we can bet in. Oh, for sure, for sure. And even as, as a, from a creator's perspective too, right? It's, you know, you don't wanna, like people changing behavior is really hard. So if you're going mm. to do that, the ROI has to be huge. I mean, it really yeah. just has to be massive for it to be worth it. And I think where we are in today's world, most people don't want to change their behaviors, right? Like they, mm. a lot of people have found what works for them. And so, and we have all these tools already that exist that have helped people in a lot of different ways. So I do think there's like a new opportunity coming up around just what can you do with all these tools that you already have? How can you connect the dots, um, you know, and make existing behaviors just way more efficient, um, you know, for, for sellers? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm really curious to know as well, what's some, just some stories, because you're working with a few different clients right now, um, just some stories about, you know, where clients have gone from and where they are right now and the kind of what, using the tool, the things that they've seen that have kind of kind of blown their mind. Because I know showing tools like this to especially even business owners, it, it does blow their minds. And you mentioned even investors before when you were talking to some and they're like, can I have this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So we, um, you know, we worked with a startup, really high growth, and um, you know, they hired uh, in kind of like a sales leader slash sales coach for for the rest of the team, and um, they were basically trying to figure out how to structure their CRM, how to yeah. streamline that process. The CEO was going through actual, combing through transcripts, the whole entire transcript, <laughs> you know, 30 minutes, 60 yeah, minutes, wow. commenting on the transcript going, hey, I think you should have done this. I mean, you should have asked more questions here. And so they were really trying to figure out, you know, how do we use and leverage the CRM for this? Because I do think that it's just one, another example of, you know, people have this existing tool, they just don't know how to use it well. Yeah. And so, you know, the CRM is a system that has been verified and created to, you know, systematically organize our calls and what's happening in those calls. But they just didn't yeah. know, well, what information do I want to even pull out of those calls? So mm. they started adopting a sales methodology, MedPick, and then yep. insert 4 p.m., instead of having to sell the team on, you know, six to 10 extra data fields that they now have to update and 30 minutes more of work that they have to do after every single call, 4 p.m. just kind of pulled those insights directly out of their sales conversations into Salesforce. So now the, not only does the, the rep not have to do that data entry, but the sales leader and the CEO just get to go look in Salesforce and, you know, coach the, the team accordingly. Yeah, it's 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 really good as well because you don't want to you don't want to run through because I think a lot of like say newer salespeople. So let's say because MedPick is a qualification qualification methodology. That's essentially what it is, and all it does it's just making sure you're asking the right questions to get the right answers. Because when you have all those questions, the chance of you closing the deal is high and properly qualifying them. But a lot of mistakes I think people can make is they'll run through it as like a list format. It's much better to just weave it in through your conversation. You know, like let, let's take the classic example. Like you don't want to ask someone and say, hey, who else needs to be involved to make this decision? You say, you know, or you just, you kind of just drop it as like, look, did you need to bring anyone else in, you know, in, into this discussion as well? Like, is there anyone else you can think, just ways that you can do it. But I think 
not having to run through the list format and they can just naturally speak in their you know in their meetings and then they can just say okay are we ticking it all off okay you've just got to bring this thing up and just making it a bit more natural because when you get to that list format it's just it doesn't feel it doesn't make the sales meeting very fluent it's so true right and that's why i think you know you don't have a world where bots are just selling you know tools right if it was really that easy where it was just like oh yeah i just have to spit out and ask you know these five <laughs> questions and then boom you know someone purchases then that, yeah. that would be it right but i think that's a, such a big part of a seller's skill is being able mm -hmm. to do this in a conversational fashion and you know make the buyer feel heard but at the same time get the information that they need in, in a way where they're relating to the buyer so that they can say, hey, is this a right fit? So they can understand timing for the deal. So they can understand, you know, how likely is this to actually close? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You want to tick all those boxes as well. Um, I'm curious to know as well, you know, the sales productivity data habits, we run through that. Sorry, I'm just thinking again, we'll mm -hmm. cut this bit out. <laughs> is there anything, anything else that's coming to mind that you think we should, I should ask a question so we should bring up? Um, I think the, you know, the, the, you asked a really good one around, um, just the VP of sales, like what would they, yeah, I'll ask that as the, as the last one. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. No, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm also happy to share experiences that I've had, you know, just as a first sales hire too, with the CRM, happy to share like productivity tips. So yeah, I think I'll run more. I'll ask that question. That's a good one. Cool. Um, and you mentioned before as well, when we were first chatting um, around, you know, you were the first sales hire um, at another organization. So I'm curious to know, because this is a really good application, not just for first sales hires, sales hires, but business owners, because a lot of the time our clients are the business owners and they're the ones doing all the selling. So what were some of the things or ways that you're able to navigate, you know, the volume of work? that you had to actually do? And what were some of the processes and systems that you know you put in place and software you leveraged? Yeah, I uh, I would really recommend this book, Deep Work, too. Mm. And, and I'll, you know, answer with some stuff that I learned from that book. But, you know, I think focus is such a big, a big aspect of it, you know, yeah. because when you have a lot going on, a big thing that you have to be able to do is always prioritize, well, what should I be doing next? And that mm. is always just the biggest question, right? Because you can be doing so many different things, but are you doing what's most impactful next? Mm. And so what I would typically do is I'm a big believer that you should prepare before the week starts. So Sunday, you know, take those 30 minutes or an hour or whatever mm. it takes to just do it. I, if I don't do that, I honestly feel like I go into the week as an anxious mess. I, I don't know how <laughs> I, you know, you get to operate. So I think of definitely just planning is big and then writing down your goals, right? Even though I think with sellers, you know, we have these quarterly targets, having goals that you have on a daily basis or a weekly basis, just driving daily habits is so important, right? You know, at the end of the day, if you're hitting your quota or you're hitting your targets, um, it's usually because you're doing one to three things really well every single day and you're consistent mm -hmm. about it. So mm -hmm. those are some really big aspects. Um, outside of that, I guess, I think just being a sale first sales hire, you know, you have to do a lot of different things. Like we would, you know, I had to set up a CRM. I had to help yeah. with that process. We had to go on product meetings and just, you know, random stuff that came up all the time. So <laughs> just being able to, I think sometimes even say no 
is, is also, I think, a really powerful skill. Because sometimes you've got to be able to say, hey, no, I don't have enough time to do this. I can't do this right now. Mm -hmm. I can't take this on right now because I have other priorities. And so I think that, mm -hmm. you know, the best people that I've worked with has, have always been able to kind of set those boundaries really clearly so that they really are always focusing on what is most impactful next. Yeah, that definitely, definitely makes a ton of sense. And I'm excited to see how in the future as well we can, I, do, I think I mentioned this to you before, but one thing um, that I've done recently is you've, you've worked out what's your My Briggs personality type, your disc profile and your big five, you could probably layer in a few more and then use ChatGPT and say, hey, this is my personality type. These are kind of things what I struggle with, you know, how should I structure my day and what should I do? And it actually yeah. gives you this crazy insight. So I've recently flipped how I do things based on that. And it works like, wait, you're like, cool, this makes a ton of sense. Um, and you say, you know, what are the tasks that I hate doing? And then how do I give it to someone else? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, and that's, uh, that's something I learned actually from my, um, my previous sales leader was she, you know, she had a VA that was just everything that was, you know, just a tiny admin task or something that she didn't want to do. Boom. She just, you know, outsourced it really and truly and you know because sometimes i think it's easy to go you know yeah i have a lot to do and you you kind of get excited by all this work that you yeah. have to do and, and people want to take that challenge on but i think it's equally as valuable of a skill to be able to just delegate it and say okay well i maybe can't take this on so let me have somebody else do it i i think a lot of actually highly efficient sellers i've met have vas and, um, you know, have used them uh, to, to help them out. Yeah, I, I like the do, delegate, defer, delete. I have that sitting in my to-do list. <laughs> and yeah. so it goes through because a lot of the time it's just deleting stuff uh, that doesn't actually matter and you just really, really think through it and you're just like, yeah, no, that's gone. Or you just, you know, you just delegate it out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's like a big, you're right, right? It's like sometimes you think that you have to do something and then you realize, oh, I don't really, you know, I don't need to do it. Yeah, it doesn't actually really, really even matter. Um, yeah. But thank, well, thanks so much. I've really enjoyed the conversation as well. And yeah, 4 p.m., like an amazing product as well. I think if anyone, whether it be a salesperson or even business owners, it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter. Just a way to get your notes automatically in your CRM as well. Just so you can even just, you know, it saves you so much time, especially when you get on the next call. Like you have everything there. So, you, you know, you've got the complete context. So even if you do, don't get that call prep, you can just quickly read all the notes that are put there and it'll, and it will fire things in your brain from the last conversation as well. But if you, cause if you don't have those notes, you, you mentioned before as well, you'll go through that buying experience where they're asking you the same thing again and again. You're like, gosh, I already answered this. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. we, I feel like that's such a, we, we have this high pressure job as sellers to offer this experience really right for yeah. this buyer. And what we do within that experience, it does represent the company, right? And the buyer does, <laughs> you know, the yeah. more efficient you are, the better it looks for the company. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. Awesome. Um, look, thanks. I have one last question as well. I like to ask is obviously you were kind of in this boat as well. So you probably have a really good context, but if you were a, a VP or head of sales right now in a company and you've just been tasked with, Hey, we need to, revolutionize not revolutionize we need to really get our sales process up to speed maybe they've got the tools maybe they don't what are the the real lowest hanging fruit things you would get them to do um straight away and, and how would you go about you know embedding tech and ai and you know the process over time 
Yeah, I think with sales processes, it's always about just having, you know, really clear metrics that matter, of course, mm. and that, you know, that's huge, right? You've got to be so, because there's so much stuff that you could do, right? You could go, you know, focus on prospecting more. You could do 10 different things if you want to prospect more. You could work on increasing your close rates and coaching. And so just having really clearly defined metrics that matter and keeping it super simple so everyone yeah. on the team just knows what's going on and is drilled in on, hey, these are the metrics that matter on a day-to-day -day basis. I think it's huge when just defining a sales process. Mm. But outside of that, to your point, right, it's also you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You don't need to do this new crazy thing. You know, oftentimes what works is what you're doing, right? And and it is, there's a lot of things that, you know, you could unpack with what your team is already doing right now. <laughs> and so I think the best sales leaders are able to look at that and go, yeah. how do I optimize, you know, so that my team can just be the best that they can be on what they're already doing. So, you know, doubling down on what works. And AI, I think is just a great, a great way for teams to just go, Hey, I can filter out all that admin work that doesn't, doesn't matter. Or I can filter out work that I'm already doing and just make it more efficient or make it more, um, you know, time, time effective. Yeah, definitely. I think, especially in 4 PM's standpoint, right? Let's say you having five sales calls a day, you know, afterwards you can just map the notes directly into CRM. It's going to save you a ton of time. And the experience as well, from what I've seen is like, you know, it's gamified. It feels good. You feel like, you know, you're ticking your box and all that kind of stuff and you're checking things off and, you know, you you just, everyone knows when you take those extensive notes and you go back to them, you thank yourself later. <laughs> and especially when you type those, you know, when you're taking notes, you know, you take one line, you can take one line of notes, but it's better to take five lines of notes because you'll go back to it and you need that context. And it's just an amazing way that you'll be able to just go into the next sales meeting completely prepared. You're going to look really credible. You're going to look like an expert and a trusted advisor as well. For sure, right? And there's there's so many great AI tools out there, 100%. But that's 100% what I believe. If you're already doing something, AI mm. just has the power to make it 10x better, right? To your point, if mm. you, you know, instead of having like really shitty notes that, that yeah. somebody did, you know, yeah. on a Friday before going out for the weekend, yeah. you now have actually like detailed notes and what the prospect mm. exactly said so for you and for your your customer success team for just the whole the whole customer life cycle um mm. so it for sure is beneficial cool definitely um thank, thanks so much um priyanka for jumping on is there anyone anything you want to shout out or plug or anything like that and before we jump off no yeah i just um you know i'm on linkedin um you know 4pm.ai say hi we're always looking to to talk to forward thinking teams, you know, that want to be more efficient and want to, you know, get more insights from their sales conversations. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Look, thank, thanks so much for jumping on. Catch you later. All right. Thanks, Bye. Matt. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to that episode of the AI Sales Revolution podcast. I, I really, really enjoyed the um, conversation with Priyanka. We actually, after the call, we, we sat on and chatted for like another hour just on productivity and AI and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and really kind of, you know, how 
when you're picking AI products, you just want to look back and see, you know, what are the things you want to, you know, accomplish during your day and what are the, some of the tasks and cool, can I use AI to, you know, 10x the productivity of doing that? And I think 4pm is like the perfect example, like of just automatically taking those meeting notes, automatically updating the CRM and automatically understanding, you know, so when the sales leaves or when you're going back to review the opportunity, you know exactly what's going on. Such a big time saver as well. Um, just a couple of things. We are looking, actively looking for other guests to jump on the podcast. Um, so if anyone can suggest any AI founders or AI you know, nerds or experts in the space, it'd be really greatly appreciated. Um, also, if you'd be open to giving us five stars, I'd be very, very happy in a review um, on Spotify. And we're also going up, we're, all our podcasts now are going to be up on YouTube as well. So you can check them out on YouTube. Cool. Thanks, guys.